What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Start and end your day with the good news. The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Oh, my good. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my good news. I said, oh, my goodness. Oh, my good news. Oh, my good news. This is such a great show today. I'm so excited. First of all, uh, at the end of the show, we'll have Jackie Velasquez. Uh, uh, you may remember her as a well-known Christian artist. And now she and Wayne Brady are in a new VeggieTales uh, movie. And they uh, that's being released. And it is uh, about something that we need to teach our kids. And hello, us as well, patience. And then in addition to that, we have a really interesting testimony from Jane Delaney. Jane, I just, I'm hung up on this, that she didn't even know how to send an email 10 years ago when she started emails. And now they have hundreds of thousands of uh, menus that they send out and they have 60 different types of menus. And Inspirational Eve is joining me. Inspirational Eve has lost 150 pounds and you're going to do good news with me. And here's the cool thing about emails. It's 60 different types of menus. So it can be paleo, vegetarian, vegan, whatever. And then they team it up with the coupons and a shopping list so oh, that we can have cool. family meals and dinner time together. And so you can lose weight on the plans or you can just feed your family and have that wonderful family dinner time. Isn't that That's cool? That's so wonderful. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I need to know more about this. Yeah, emails. And e-mails. so, yeah, e-mails. it's a, it's a really, I've seen some of the recipes. I love the crock pot ones because that's just dumping everything in a pot and turning it on, which I, Ooh, I feel is fabulous. and healthy. Oh, my goodness. Sign us all up. <laughs> all right. So you've probably heard Eve on our show. And she's perfect for the good news because we call her inspirational Eve, as does she. And after losing 150 pounds, she now inspires other people to lose weight. And we're going to get an update from her on her journey as she continues to, you know, stay fit and work out. And I'll never forget you saying that you couldn't, you know, here you are just young and cute and beautiful, wearing 300 and some pounds, and you couldn't really walk down the driveway um, to your mailbox. You would drive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then once I started walking, it was huffing and puffing for so long. And uh, yeah, uh, last year did my first triathlon. And so, yeah, it's Unbelievable. anything is possible, ladies and gentlemen, with wow. a dream, with a vision, I, with some faith. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I just get the chills mm. thinking that you couldn't even get down the driveway <laughs> and you had to buy two airplane seats. Yes. And I know that was, you must have felt when you sat down like just a... I didn't fit in in the world. Like, I literally felt not even just spatially. Like, I just could not fit in this world. I had to special order most of my clothes or go to, like, uh, special plus-size places and buy the largest size they had, which was a 28 or a 30. And that... Or you'd special order. Or I'd special order, yeah. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Must be nice to go into a regular store Oh my store gosh, now. I can go to Target. I can even. <laughs> I even have um, Forever 21 shirts. That really? still blows my mind. I'm like, forever what? <laughs> this place was off limits. Well, you're still young. I mean, you started mm-hmm. this journey in your early 20s, and you're yeah. still a kid to me. You know? I am still a kid. I'll be 29 next month, so I'm wow. still, yeah. But I knew that if I didn't make any changes, I would not live to be a mother, a grandmother, and so. now you will. Yeah. You're right. Anything is possible. Anything it wasn't easy. Possible. It was a journey. And you're still on it. Mm-hmm. So with that said, I wanted you to join me for the good news because I think it's fun to have a friend of the show like yes. you, Inspiration And I Eve. love good news. I know. Isn't it fun? <laughs> it's a fun job, I have to admit. <laughs> All right. This one just made me laugh because these are full-on infants. They're little teeny twins, right? And, you know, Moose has a new baby, mm. uh, a Toby. And so... We, I, whenever I find a baby story, I'm, I know he'll get a kick out of it. So for me, the biggest joy was when they started to smile and then laugh, you know, oh. and I love to laugh. So I had laughing babies. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, the best. <laughs> and so these are twins, right? So one is making a noise that sounds like, 
like a toot, right? But it's not really a toot. <laughs> she's making the noise with her lips. She's going <laughs> like that. And the other twin thinks it's so hysterical. Oh. Take a listen. <laughs> And then at that oh, point, the baby making the <laughs> noise then looks up at, you know, she's a little bit below in the crib. Uh-huh. She just looks up and stares at her twin, like, adoringly as oh. she keeps laughing. I just thought it was <laughs> the How sweetest. Darling. I think it's like one of the most joyful noises a baby laughing. Oh, it is. It's pure joy. It really is. And doesn't it make you laugh? Yes, it, it's so contagious. It's just it's, now thinking of it, it's like, oh, little voices, little laughs. <laughs> I love that. So that's my favorite good news story of the day. But I have to tell you. The 91-year-old inventor is going to blow your 91 mind. 91-year-old yeah, inventor. 91-year-old inventor. Do tell. Yeah, so here she wanted to go to engineering school years ago. So imagine how many years ago if she's 91. Wow. And they said, no, there aren't any engineering schools for women. No wow. engineering schools for women. None. Can you and imagine so, hearing that, being no. told that? Oh, my gosh. So guess what she's doing now in Silicon Valley? She's an inventor. In 91-year-old <gasps> inventor. And she's the talk of the town at the office. Like... The coolest thing you're going to hear in the story is that when she comes into work, a company-wide email goes out for everybody to know she's there because they love her so much, they all want to come out and hug her. So I just love this idea of teaming the young inventors and the Silicon Valley, you know, uh, tech geniuses Mm -hmm. with an older woman who's like a grandmother, great-grandmother, you know, age for for them, for these kids, and that she brings so much to the company that everyone's excited when she comes in the door. Is this not cool? Imagine the level of wisdom that woman has. Oh, my goodness. She kind of holds court. And, oh, by the way, the thing she invents, um, she uh, tests out there for older people because they needed to start uh, getting these inventions for like older people. My favorite is the airbag that goes off if you take a fall so that you don't break your hip. Like you wear an airbag. What? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like bumper cars but for your body. Bumper cars for seniors. <laughs> oh. I love her. Oh my gosh, that's brilliant though. I mean, for anybody who's fallen at that age, yes. I mean, you're so, so, your bones are so fragile. And oftentimes they'll die after something yeah, like that. Yeah, oh, something because... like the hip, they're never the same. Yeah. Oh my absolutely. gosh, good for her. Yeah. Not only was she told that you, we don't have schools for you because you're a woman. You can't do it. Like, nope. Not only am I going to become an engineer, I'm going to own my own company and everybody's going to love me. Yeah. Well, she doesn't own it, but she is like the, she's an inventor now. Are you kidding me? In her 90s. So take a listen to the 91-year-old inventor. When you think of Silicon Valley, you probably don't think of a place like this or of someone like Barbara Beskind. But the 91-year-old lives here and is a designer for one of the area's top firms, a job she started only two years ago. Well, I have so many ideas that are, they just bubble up. Inventing is her passion. It was planted out of necessity nine decades ago during the Great Depression when she was 10 years old. I wanted to make a hobby horse and I made it out of old tires. And she dreamed of becoming an inventor, but those college courses were reserved for men. My high school vocational counselor said, well, there's no place to send you to school, and they don't take girls in engineering schools. Instead, Barbara served in the Army, pursued a career as an occupational therapist. She also wrote books and learned to paint. So at 89 is when she started this new job as an inventor with the ideas bubbling Uh, up. Like, talk about it's never too late. Exactly. I read an article recently, something along these lines of people who later in their life, we're talking 60s, 70s, 80s, started these new projects. And that's just a true testament to anybody that we always feel like it's a race against time. And clearly it's not. You know, my girlfriend, her um, dad's name is Royal. And uh, he uh, retired, right? And he's like around like late 80s to early 90s now. So he retired at 65 and his wife said, I married you for better or worse, but not for lunch every day. Like she wanted him, <laughs> she wanted him to like find something to do. Because, Get a hobby, honey. Yeah, because he just <laughs> wanted to hang out with her all the time. Oh. So he um, he does these big studs for, um, you know, highways. And so he... The, he uh, <laughs> They call him Royal Studs because <laughs> so he's Royal, and he's more successful in his retirement with this company that he started than he ever was prior to his retirement. Isn't that oh, amazing? That's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Oh. All right. So here's more of Barbara's story, the 91-year-old inventor. You say you've had five careers and five retirements. Now this is the best one. This one is her job at design firm IDEO, a company she learned about in a news report. 
time and you heard about this company and you wrote a letter. Now at nearly 90, I am anxious to be involved with others who share a passion for problem solving and innovative design. Despite poor eyesight due to macular degeneration, she takes public transportation and then walks a few blocks to IDEO's office every Thursday. Barbara, how are you? Good. It's good to see you. Thank you. Likewise. Yeah, you look great today. She's yeah, become today. a beloved part of the staff, so much so that a company-wide email lets everyone know when she arrives. Oh, thank you, thank you. IDEO is really my second family. Everybody gives you a hug, and uh, they're very supportive. On Thursdays, I feel 30 years younger. I, I can't, oh. I, I, the company-wide email uh, goes out, and then they, they all start coming out of their offices wow. to greet her and hug her. Imagine that. And this is a perfect example of no-excuse living because her eyesight is is poor now because of degenerative diseases. And she still gets to work. She takes public transportation. She walks the few blocks. She never gave up. Oh, I just love this. And who better to come up with uh, inventions for seniors and she can try them out at her senior living facility. Absolutely. On like, yeah. And the, they can come to her and say, hey, we really need something that can help us get jars open. We need something that can help us grab things on high shelves. We need something that we can, you know, if we fall, we don't break our hip like the airbag yes. I mentioned to you. I mean, how oh cool my gosh, is what this? an inspiration. Talk about oh. good news slash inspiration. Wow. All right. Well, here's the last part of uh, sweet little Betty's story. And her retirement home is the perfect test lab for her ideas. She's modified her own walking poles, adapted a magnifying glass so she can read the paper, and built a support to help her best friend, Hetty, get up from the couch. Here I am. She's not afraid to roll up her sleeves. She's just an incredible resource for us. And she's proving, even in her golden years, she still has a lot to offer. I feel that elderly people bring experience that you can't teach. Designing her dream job, a lifetime in the making. As a 10-year-old, when I wanted to be an inventor, uh, I have arrived. Thank you, thank but you. But it took me about 80 years. <laughs> 80 wow. years to arrive at her dream. A lifetime in the making. Oh, my goodness. Well, we live in such an age now where we're so impatient and we want, like, our outcomes now and we want our results now. And she is such, Barbara, such a true testament that some things take time and it's worth it. And it's worth sticking with it. She's the best beautiful. career ever. And she her fifth one. How sweet. Her fifth retirement. It's her best one. I, I bet she'll that. have a great retirement party, too, from this one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There'll be fireworks at it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Okay, so this particular story um, is called Laughing at My Nightmare. Ooh. And I think the thing that strikes me about this story is not um, not only the young man in the wheelchair who literally, I mean, he can't move. He operates a wheelchair with a little knob, you know, it steers him around. But in terms of getting out of bed, getting himself dressed, brushing his teeth, any of that, he has the most loving dad and loving sister that you'll hear in the story. So I almost feel like his dad brought him up to not give up. And so this whole laughing at my nightmare campaign of him inspiring people and how how powerful and extraordinary the mind is, even though his body doesn't work, is really unbelievable. And he has a huge following now. So Aww. here's the story of the young man who started laughing at my nightmare. My name is Shane Burkhoff, and I'm 20 years old. I have a disease called spinal muscular atrophy that is eventually going to kill me. I've been in a wheelchair since I was two years old. I love to laugh, and my life is pretty funny. My muscles have been deteriorating since I was a little kid. I never walked. I never even crawled. Today, there are very few physical activities I can accomplish on my own. Eventually, I will lose the limited amount of mobility I have left. Raising my arms off my lap will become impossible. I won't be able to hold my head up. Eventually, I'll lose the ability to speak on my own, eat on my own, even breathe on my own. And the worst part is that I have no control over any of this. It's terrifying. But if I've learned one thing throughout my life, it's that the human mind is extraordinary. I have complete control over my thought, my feelings, and my dreams. And that's one thing SMA will never take away from me. I can't outsmart my disease. SMA will eventually rob me of everything healthy people take for granted. I'm learning to accept those realities as they come. The day he was diagnosed, uh, we were at Children's Hospital in Philadelphia. The doctor puts uh, probes into Shane's arms and legs. He didn't react. And I asked the doc, I said, is he ever gonna walk? And he said, no, probably not. It's the worst news 
a parent could ever possibly hear. We decided we weren't going to let it get us down. We decided that we were going to rise above it and try to learn as much as we possibly could from it and beat it as best as we possibly could. What a great example oh the dad is. Yes. We weren't going to we let decided. it decided. We weren't going to let it, uh, it get it get us down. Yeah. The fact that his his son's not only t not going to walk, he's given a death sentence. Yeah, exactly. That he everything is eventually going to be robbed from him. And the fact that he wants that he laughs that he said my life is funny. I mean that that is a conscious choice that he makes every day because he could he could complain. He has he absolutely has the right. And guess who's working with him now? You'll hear a young woman in the story, and it's his sister. So the whole family's really surrounded him with oh. love and uh, and not allowed him to get uh, you know to give up. Let's listen to part two. Laughing at my nightmare is a pretty good spinoff of what we began. When Shane started to write the blog and I started to read some of the stories on the blog, I know personally that from day one I know Shane has been an amazing person and an inspiration to so many people, but to read his stories and to see people's reactions I think is what really made it all so real. I started to realize how popular Shane was actually becoming. Eventually we both realized at the same time that this was more than just like a fad and that what I was doing really had potential. So an idea was born. We had no clue how to go about establishing a nonprofit, so some research was necessary. When we were in the waiting room of the lawyer's office, I cannot tell you how nervous the two of us were. We had the most ridiculous nervous banter going back and forth between us because we had no idea what we were really going to be getting ourselves into. I started a blog about my life on the internet. We're interested in taking the message of my blog and turning it into a nonprofit. Have you thought about a name for the company? Well, the name of my blog is Laughing at My Nightmare and that kind of embodies our whole idea. Our goal with Laughing at My Nightmare is to raise money for muscular dystrophy research and promote a message of positivity, basically with the simple message of laugh. Isn't oh my that goodness. unbelievable? Light within the darkness right there. Oh my goodness. It just is such an inspirational little, you know, story. So the fact that his sister left her career because she saw how, how, what an impact her brother was having on others on his Laughing at My Nightmare blog, and you can tell how bright he is, you know. Oh, yes, And that, absolutely. you know, after you lost your 150 pounds inspirational Eve, that, mm -hmm. you know, inspiring people really became your main thing as well. Oh, Why? my gosh, yeah. Because it's it, it's finding something bigger than myself. It's, it's seeing a part of myself and everybody that I work with and everybody that I encounter. And my thought process was, if I could do it, then maybe I could help somebody else. And that was just one of those like kind of God-given messages that has always lived within me. Um, it you may, It's like my gift. It's my gift to the world. I went through it. I feel like it's a waste if I don't help others. And right. for him, it's like this, this weird, this horrific challenge this boy's been given now is one of his greatest gifts. Right, that he can share with others. He can share and he can help. He can relate. We're almost out of time, but how does it feel when um, you do inspire someone that you work with to you know, lose weight like you did? Oh, my gosh. Better than anything I could ever do for myself. Oh, it's beautiful. so neat. Oh, mm. inspirational. Eve, give us your website. Uh, www. <laughs> Stop it. Inspirationaleve.com. You can also find me on any uh, social media as Inspirational Eve. <laughs> Inspirational <laughs> Eve. All right, coming up next, I love this story of success. A really neat mom talking about how she had an idea. She'd never sent an email. And then she started this company called Emails, which has become a huge success. But there's also a really neat uh, ministry underneath this whole idea for emails. That is next on The Good News. We know Christ loves us, and He gave us His Son for us. His love shines through on 810 AM KLVZ. Hi, it's Angie Austin. Have you ever thought about mentoring someone? Well, guess what? We need you. The Denver Rescue Mission needs mentors for kids and adults. Hello, Alexa with the Denver Rescue Mission. So how can we help you? Uh, you can sign up to be a mentor for a child or an adult, um, people who are um, in one of the Denver Rescue Mission programs, um, and you basically sign up at denverrescuemission.org. And for mentoring, there's a little bit more involved. You may have to do a background check in some of those things, but it's uh, a few times a month commitment. 
commitment. And you can spend, you know, an hour or so with a kiddo or an adult and really pour into their lives a little bit when they've come from some some situations in their lives and just be a friend. Yeah, be a friend. And you've been mentoring someone and you find mentoring that young gal very satisfying. I do. I'm mentoring a 14-year-old girl and it's been just a blast. So I really encourage you to, you know, look into it. And give us your website again. DenverRescueMission.org. Do you need money for your school or maybe you need money for your organization? I have a great idea for you. It's called Buck a Bag. So you get all the parents, let's say, at your school to bring in clothing and shoes. And for every medium-sized bag, your school or organization gets a dollar. A thousand bags of clothing and shoes, you get a thousand dollars. And then all of those bags of goods go to ARC. And all of that money will then in turn help the disabled community. I have Miranda from ARC here. Uh, Tell us a little more, Miranda. Yes, it's a wonderful fundraiser. It's very popular among schools, sports organizations churches. It's a great way to earn money for your nonprofit organization. So Excellent. collect bags and boxes of donations. Give us a call. We'll come pick them up, count them, and then pay you accordingly, a dollar per bag or per box. It's a great way to raise money for your school or not-for-profit organization. Tell us how we do it. Give us your website and instructions, Miranda. You can find our contact information on arcthrift.org. Click on Mission and then click on Raise Money for Your Cause, and you'll find my contact information there. Excellent. A buck a bag. Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching. And there's so much love in that church. And I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just, I, I love going to church now. I learn something every week and, I, and I, I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people. And two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. Thursday night, we connect. You can go to dinner. You get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning. And I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. Hi, it's Angie Austin from The Good News. I want to talk to you about something pretty personal, uh, growing up in a home with domestic violence. I have a real heart for these women and these children who are around this violence, and I'm helping out with a night of hope, and I'd love to invite you. The tickets are just $40, but more importantly than the price and the food, the entertainment, the wonderful auction items and the music, we are going to share stories of women who've been involved in domestic violence, including my own family story, and we would love for you to come and support us and help fund a safe house for But God Ministries. They get calls from families who need a place to go, who are seeking help, and But God Ministries right now does not have a safe house. So we are helping to raise money to get a safe house for these families. What better way to spend a night for $40 to have a wonderful night of entertainment? I would just love for you to come. I'll be there. Please come and support But God Ministries, A Night of Hope at Waterstone Community Church on March 14th, and that's 5.30 to 9 p.m. You can get tickets at my website, AngieAustinRadio.com, and that will take you right to But God Ministries. Well, if you want to attain your dreams and you want to reach your goals, Carrie Conley is the woman to do it. And we just had a great seminar. Boy, that was fun. And we learned so much. We It was a life changer, was it not? It changed my life last year and once again this year. Very inspirational. It's such a reward for me, Angie, when I see people, not only when I work with them one-on-one or in my small mastermind groups, but when you've got 200 people in a room and you can see them, I can see all their faces when I say something or somebody else says something where you can just know that that hit them to the core. And they made a huge shift in their life. And that's what it's all about. Well, you've really guided me in my career, achieving some of the goals that, you know, I had in mind over the last year. You helped me write it all down. If people want to work with you in the future, how do they get in touch with you? And how do they work with you on achieving their goals, Right. So the best way to reach me is just through my website, infinitenation.com. And what I do is run mastermind groups that I bring people into for the year and help them achieve their goals, build their business infinitenation.com. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you. The word and music that expresses his love for us. The new 810 AM KLVZ. 
Welcome back to the good news. Oh, I've got lots of good news for you. Hey, coming up in the segment after this one, stick around for Jackie Velasquez. She and Wayne Brady of, you know, TV fame, he does game shows and such, are uh, in the new Veggie Tales uh, movie. And uh, Jackie, as you may recall, uh, a very uh, prominent Christian artist over the years. And so she's a parent now, and she's going to talk about something that we're going to teach our kids that maybe a few of us could learn as well. And it's called, get ready for it, it's the P word, patience. Yeah, the kids need it, but sometimes so do we. All right, I'm really excited about this next testimony. So I love to find uh, successful Christian women. You know, there are a lot of us out there. We've got dreams, we have goals, we have desires. Well, what if you had an idea to start a a business that ends up getting really big and maybe you've never even sent an email. Well, that would be Jane Delaney's story, which totally cracked me up because she has a very successful company now. It's called Emails. My producer Moose went on it and he already told his sister about it because basically if you believe in family dinners, if you're in a hurry and you need a little help, yeah, we can look things up on the internet and search around, but who has time for that? Every week they email you everything you need, your shopping list and simple meals. And then you pick it. You pick, are you like a paleo person? Do you want simple family meals? Do you want healthy meals? Do you want low-fat meals? Do you want Mediterranean? Whatever you want, they'll help you. The Crock-Pot meal, of course, my favorite because it involves very little work by <clears throat> the mother. So Jane Delaney, I want to hear your testimony. Welcome to the show. Hi, Angie. Thanks so much for having me. All it's right. Great. Um, I, I want to share my story. I'm so excited to get, you know, more than just the business aspect, which I think a lot of people will find uh, inspiring, but also like, you know, your life as a Christian. But that is true, isn't it? When you were going to start this emails business, you never had any idea it would get this big and you'd never sent an email. Tell us about that. Right, exactly. This was over 10 years ago and um, we really had just gotten our first computer and I, I, I hadn't touched it, so I did not know. The first thing about, you know, getting online or sending an email, and it was around that time that, you know, most other moms were actually getting an email address, which sounds so funny, but, um, you know, that's just when it was all sort of becoming, you know, the norm. Um, but I was even late in the game as far as that goes. But I had had an idea of, before that, um, just about just the pain point that most moms face of wanting to put dinner on the table every night and being frustrated with doing that on a consistent basis. And I know for me, I had four kids, and I knew that when I planned, life just went great. <laughs> but when I didn't plan, which can be for a, a million reasons, you know, too busy, you got sick, you know, just life, um, then things just were just chaotic, and we ended up going to the drive-through, and you know, family dinner time was, you know, a bust. So, I had had the idea to to help solve that problem, but you know, when the internet became, like I said, the norm for most people, I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just do the internet thing, and I can email a weekly menu to you know people that want it, and we'll just throw it out there and see what happens. And so, me and my ignorance just went with it and um you know what became sending out one menu a week to a small group of people um you know has now grown as we send over 60 plus menus a week to you know hundreds and thousands of people 10 years later and um, i'm still not a tech savvy person per se but it definitely has grown way beyond my wildest imagination and God has just truly blessed blessed it, um, you know, every day. Just Wait, we gotta, are, we're we, amazed. We have to step back for a second. You said, you know, you're not knowing how to do all this. I just love it when, like, we have a calling and we may kind of uh, not feel like, oh, God might be calling us to do something, but we're like, ah, oh, we can't do that. You know, I've never sent an email before. And when your talents and your passion come together, um, you know, that's often, you know, a calling when you really feel that strong urge to do something, even if you don't feel equipped. And that's the interesting part. You said, I want to step back to you, said 60 plus menus, you have 60 plus different eating plans to hundreds of thousands of people, and here you were the mom that couldn't, you know, that just got a computer and was you know, trying to get that all hooked up and figure it out. So here are a couple of things that I want to explore in this. First of all, I want to take everybody back because part of this is kind of an unsaid ministry because your family, you grew up, a lot of kids, and your mom sowed her love into you, and part of her ministry was the family dinners that we keep hearing, Jane, over and over again. It's so important, it's so important, it's so important. 
to have family dinners, but we're all too rushed to do it. So talk about why why that was so important as a kid and then why you wanted to, um, you know, help people do that now. Right. I was fortunate and very blessed to grow up in a family where we did have dinner every night. Um, my dad was a pastor. We lived in the parsonage across the parking lot from the church. And, you know, you can imagine our house was a little bit on the chaotic side. We had five kids and, you know, all kinds of people in and out. And dinner time was the salvation for our family. I mean, if we had not had dinner time, you know, we were just going every which way. Um, but that was the time that that we sat down eye to eye, shoulder shoulder to shoulder, and and just had that protected capsule of time where, you know, we were together as a family. My dad would even take the phone that was on, you know, had the curly cord that attached it to the wall, and he would take it off the wall and put it in the drawer because it made that loud sound, you know, until it went dead. So he'd stick it in the drawer so that we couldn't hear it. And so that we wouldn't be interrupted during dinner time, oh, you know, which that. even that little act right there, which at the time I didn't think anything about, but that was my parents communicating to us that that, that time was important and we were important. And that was the message that was sent to me as a child over and over every, every day. You're important. This family's important. You are worth the trouble and the effort and the time and the tediousness that my mom went to to just, you know, put ketchup in a bowl and put it on the table instead of just slapping the bottle on. I mean, just the little things that she did right, that we right. laughed at. Right. You know, that was just her way of, of, of showing her love. And, um, and, and, and to me, was the very love of God in her, you know, just being the hands of Christ to us, loving her family and, and, and doing it and demonstrating it in that way. And so for me, you know, as a mom or kids, you know, years later wanting to, to pull off the same thing, but it's just not easy, you know, and, and can I do it? Yes, I can do it. Can most women, you know, write their own meal plan? Absolutely. It, it is just the, you know, the push-pull of life where even the simplest of tasks we can't get to because you're just in the throes of, of raising your family and doing life. And, and you know, most of the moms would concur with me today that, that you know, our lives are, are so much more busy now and more fragmented than even when I was growing up. And yeah. so it's even more of a challenge. And on top of that, most women have to work. Um you know, some some women are, you know, blessed to not have to and can stay home, but, but most women that I know are either working part-time or doing something to generate extra income um, to support the family, and so it just is harder to, to pull off even the simple thing as planning dinner. Absolutely. So, All right, the so other- anyway... The other cool thing that, uh, first of all, it's so neat that you know that that was like part of your mom's ministry, that she really put a lot of love into those meals. I love it that you're, that the phone was, you know, hidden away, because I agree that was a statement about how important you guys are. Just yesterday at our house, because we have a very tight-knit family, we do everything together, and we spend weekends together. Dad doesn't go off and golf. I'm only off alone if I'm doing a charity event. Other than that, we are together. And uh, so I, I told... Um, uh, Hope yesterday didn't really want to turn the TV off while we had dinner so she could listen with one ear. And I was like, oh, no, you know, we don't listen to Cartoon Network. We, we listen to each other, you know. And so she went. And then right. they ended up doing a dance for us. I don't know if you've seen the Lego, Lego movie, but their new dance and song goes, everything is awesome. Everything is awesome when you're part of our team. And they turn it into a family song. And so they did a dance. And I'm like, that's so much better than watching TV. We yes. have our own everything is awesome when you're part of our you know, uh, family team. I love that. All right. So the <laughs> the other thing that's come out of all of this that I, I don't know if you think it's really wonderful, but I think it's outstanding. I just kind of figured it out through, you know, talking to you and a little research on your company that at least four of your five siblings work together. What about the fifth one? Is the fifth one? Because I know that uh, the four sisters working together uh, in, in your business. What about the fifth person? Well, he's a brother, for one thing, and he, you know, has his own ventures and everything. But, um, you know, a part of, a part of um, the co-founder, Jenny, becoming 
um, you know, my partner in crime from the beginning is she's, she loves to cook and she's, uh, she just loves it. And I'm, I, which is so funny because I don't love to cook and I'm, and I'm not a chef going back to, you know, I didn't know how to, you know, email. I wasn't a chef, you know, and here I am going to launch a food business. You know, I'm not a foodie. I am just a regular everyday mom that needs some practical good dinners, you know, put on the table. But my sister, on the other hand, just she just loved to cook. So I quickly snagged her and just said, I think you need to do this with me because, you know, it's right up your alley. And she has three kids and, you know, so so it's just interesting, you know, when we had a, a niche or a need in the company, um, you know, brought onboarded siblings and, and friends. Some of my best friends work with with me and we have over 30 people on staff now that just a fabulous team of, of people and, and other women that are copy editors and have worked for food magazines. And so the talent now that goes into our menus is so way far beyond me. It's, it's wonderful. So and other, that, that part has been great. Well, and the other thing too, is you, you make it very economical, but I love that if you choose, you know, a store-based plan, that the shopping list that you give us is coordinated with all the weekly sale items. So, I mean, you're really, it's more than just a business. You're really, it's a service, you know, for families to be able to do these family dinners uh, because I know what we go through at night. They call it the red hour, I guess. That's what I've read before, like where everybody's tensions are high and when you're more likely to be snippy, you know, and raise your voice. And I use that mom voice, you know, the one they don't like, the mom (laughs) voice, you know. And they're like, why do you, you say it that way in that loud voice? I'm like, because I said it in the sweet voice two times already, so the third time is the mom voice. <laughs> well, let's talk about your kids, Jane, and your family. Uh, I'll bet you they're pretty proud of you uh, being the mom that couldn't send the email. And I know I'm hung up on that, but I think it's hilarious because so many people say I'm not equipped to you know, pursue this thing that I feel God is calling me to do. And you weren't. Let's be honest. You kind of weren't. And then you became... Oh, no, I wasn't. Still, I'm still not. <laughs> over my head (laughs) yes absolutely and I it is you know I do try to encourage my kids that you know I mean I I literally went and started opened the business checking account with a five dollar bill that was in my pocket and I literally and you know that that if you have an idea and you have a passion and and I did I mean I definitely was like I'm going to figure out how to do this and and I'm going to I'm going to do it to the best of my ability until someone tells me, you know, it, it, the world's coming to an end, or absolutely nobody ever signs up for the service, you know, which I didn't know. I'm going to, like, throw it out there, and zero people are going to go, I don't think they're not going to tell me what to cook for dinner, you know. Um, but the exact opposite happened. And But just to have the confidence to try things, to not be afraid to try things, to use the small things that you have to start something and just start somewhere mm-hmm. and, 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 and be the tortoise, you know, just be steady and faithful at it and don't expect quick results that the payoffs come in time. And, and our culture does not know what that means. I'm here to tell you. Yeah. When it, when it gets hard, they quit. And, and, and when you only have 20 signups in, you know, four months, you're like, ah, oh, this isn't going to work, eh, you know. Um, to, to just to really be persistent and and to to keep casting your bread on the water and, and be faithful, um, and you know, in time, that that's when you do get good results and to not expect quick results. So those things I try to encourage my kids with, and and a lot of times. It's true that it takes trying lots of things before people land on something that they really are passionate about, enjoy, um, you know, and hit on it. And like, this is going to hit a nerve. You know, most most people have to go through several jobs or things that they really don't like mm-hmm. before they they can appreciate good opportunities. And, and our culture doesn't want to hear that. You know, they, they want to find their passion and dream in their first job. Right, right. And so, you know, I was I was 40 years old, you know, and I had done I had done a lot of things, I'm here to tell you. So 
So you weren't you weren't a kid when you started this, and I I shared a little bit um, with you about my story. You know, um, I think we get really discouraged. And when I left TV news, I'd worked my way up to a six figure salary, and having grown up poor, it was important for me to have security. So when I was offered a job at the CBS station in my town, um, and then I turned that down to start my own good news program to make nothing, that was um, mm-hmm. it'll be three years ago this summer. So that's this show, the good news. And then you know, I have a nationally syndicated morning show as well that came along oh last year sometime. So with that said, the first year, it was like laughable. I could have made more money at McDonald's. And my husband a few times said, you know, you're, <laughs> he said, you're a little crazy, which was my first job, by the way, at McDonald's. So I was back to, you know, that <laughs> my husband said, you know, you're not making enough to pay for the nanny that you pay for while you go to work. And I'm like, I know this is going to catch on. I know people want to hear good news. And I just kept coming to that verse, you know, that Jesus said, if you want to come with me, you need to pick up your, did not, you know, pick up your cross daily and deny yourself and follow me. And so I kept saying, it's not about you. It's not about you. And to not get too discouraged which believe me, I got discouraged, you know, Jorge, no less than 50 times. But he kept encouraging me. He's my right-hand guy here. And all my team, you know, they always um, would try to encourage me and say, I know we're on the right thing, you know, don't give up. And so I agree with you on that one. Now we've got about two minutes left, Jane. I want to make sure, well, two things, that we can find you at emails because my producer, Moose, already said how cool it is because he's kind of a cook kind of dude. He's not afraid of coupons. And uh, he's not afraid of a pan. He knows that hot box in the kitchen is called an oven and so um what why is it so important for you to share your faith as well i know this isn't quote unquote a business where there's a scripture when you log on to emails but it is the underpinning of of what you do right it is and i the reason is what i touched on before and that's just that the the mission of emails and the heart and soul of emails is to strengthen the family and the family is you know what makes Strong families are what makes a strong nation, and so I, um, I believe that. But underneath that, you know, too, is, is what makes a strong family is, you know, the, the love of God that is demonstrated um, in, in the family. And, and so, you know, the heart of a child is, is receptive to love when they're loved by their parents, and the love of God is just so much more easily received by a child that is loved. Yeah. And and that happened to me. You know, my parents, you know, it wasn't because my dad was a pastor that, you know, I came to know and love the Lord for myself. It, it was because they genuinely, truly loved me with the love of Christ in I them. I love that, Jane. You're so blessed. You're a blessing to us. Hey, if you want to go to emails, Jane, give us the website. And I also want to throw out there, when I was on it, there is a way to start it and try it out for free if you just want to dip your toe in the water. So what's the right. website? Emails.com. E-M-E-A-L-S.com. Thank you, Jane Delaney. A real blessing to talk to you. God's loving word and uplifting music that will give you victory in your life. Love lives on the new 810 KLVZ. One in six children in Colorado are living below the federal poverty line, and a precious child is here to help. They are a wonderful organization that is devoted to making a positive impact in the lives of disadvantaged and displaced families in Colorado by improving their quality of life. Come on and partner with a precious child by volunteering your time or donating funds to assist the children of Colorado to succeed in life, school, and triumph in their future endeavors. They're also in need of donations of gently used clothing, computers, sporting equipment, and shoes. Discover how you can help at a precious child.org. Stop domestic violence and start the healing. But God Ministry invites you to celebrate a night of hope with us as we raise money to build a safe house for women and their minor children victimized by domestic violence. A Night of Hope is going to be a night full of excitement with a silent live auction. Throughout the evening, there will be performances by musicians at the Denver Orchestra, while our MC Angie Austin, and our host, Tracy Rock, dazzle us all with their charming personalities. Items in the auction include great seats at sporting events, vacation rentals, fine jewelry, and much more. Gourmet food will also be provided throughout the evening to keep the spirits alive. We hope you can join us March 14th, 2015 at Waterstone Community Church in Littleton to celebrate a night of hope. Visit our website, butgodministry.verb.com for more information. Tickets are on sale now. Purchase your tickets online at butgodministry.verb.com. 
Do you need money for your school or maybe you need money for your organization? I have a great idea for you. It's called Buck a Bag. So you get all the parents, let's say, at your school to bring in clothing and shoes. And for every medium-sized bag, your school or organization gets a dollar. A thousand bags of clothing and shoes, you get a thousand dollars. And then all of those bags of goods go to ARC and all of that money will then in turn help the disabled community. I have Miranda from ARC here. Uh, Tell us a little more, Miranda. Yes, it's a wonderful fundraiser. It's very popular among schools, sports organizations, churches. It's a great way to earn money for your nonprofit organization. Excellent. Collect bags and boxes of donations. Give us a call. We'll come pick them up, count them, and then pay you accordingly, a dollar per bag or per box. It's a great way to raise money for your school or not-for-profit organization. Tell us how we do it. Give us your website and instructions, Miranda. You can find our contact information on arcthrift.org. Click on Mission and then click on Raise Money for Your Cause and you'll find my contact information there. Excellent. A buck a bag. Hi, it's Angie Austin. Have you ever thought about mentoring someone? Well, guess what? We need you. The Denver Rescue Mission needs mentors for kids and adults. Hello, Alexa with the Denver Rescue Mission. So how can we help you? Uh, You can sign up to be a mentor for a child or an adult, um, people who are um, in one of the Denver Rescue Mission programs. um, And you basically sign up at denverrescuemission.org. And for mentoring, there's a little bit more involved. You may have to do a background check in some of those things. But it's a, a few times a month commitment. And you can spend, you know, an hour or so with a kiddo or an adult and really pour into their lives a little bit when they've come from some some situations in their lives and just be a friend. Yeah, be a friend. And you've been mentoring someone and you find mentoring that young gal very satisfying. I do. I'm mentoring a 14-year-old girl and it's been just a blast. So I really encourage you to, you know, look into it. And give us your website again. DenverRescueMission.org. His love lives here. 810 810- KLVZ. Welcome, welcome back to the good news. All right, the good news is that I am so excited that in this job, this show that really I created, I wanted to focus on and feature really great stories that are people doing the right thing, touching others. And Linda Holloway with Bessie's Hope is here because they have a big event coming up that we'd love for you to attend. But I want to talk first, Linda, about you know, what Bessie's Hope does and why you created it, because I think it's genius to take seniors and at-risk youth and others and bring them together, because they're, they're two groups that need love so much. Yes, they do. And when, when God told me to do that, bring, bring them together, the young and the old, I think I've talked about that before on your show, uh, I sort of didn't really know what he meant, because um, I was angry because of my grandmother. And I thought, what did they have to do? What would the kids have to do with But anyway... Um, it, it, it is like magic, just like our, our event this year says. But um, we do work from preschool through high school, but it's, uh, word has gotten out how almost, almost immediately life-changing the experience is for the at-risk kids, and especially the more quote-unquote hardcore they are, the more dramatic the change isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. And the kids who are in the lockdown facilities because of the behavior problems, so often they don't need more uh, discipline and more um, drugs. You know, it's like, how can we modify his behavior? Well, try this, try this drug. They just need to uh, have somebody really value them and need them. And so when they feel that with the elder, and it's so reciprocal. And it never, if it never ceases to give me chills and just overwhelm my heart when I see these big guys on their knees holding the hand of the elders and both of them just melting into each other. It's Um, beautiful. It is. And it's uh, genius. Well, God gave you a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) He's pretty smart. I guess so. Yeah. Well, you know, in doing this, and I know it's opened up the not just at-risk youth, because you told me families can do it. And I've interviewed one of the gentlemen, one of the elderly men, Steve, that is involved in the program, and how kids just flock to him because he's so loving. Um, talk about, um, so families could do it as well. Any stories that, like, where something's happened or was said to you or a reaction that you thought to yourself, okay. This is a lot of hard work putting Bessie's Hope together and running it by myself. And I know you have help, but you've put a lot into this and made a lot of sacrifices. And I'm sure thought about giving up sometimes. So then have there been some occasions where you've seen or heard something and you've got, you know what, that's why I'm doing this because of that beautiful result. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and my co-founder, Sharon, is actually 
the executive director now. We flip-flopped, and I'm ah, development director. Yes, but I still but, know you're highly involved. Uh, oh, well, yes. Um, I mean, I, it's 80 hours a week. It's it's wow. It runs through my blood. But at any rate, um, the success stories, I, I like to um, share about, well, for instance, the elders. Um, there was a woman uh, who I might have even used her quote in this. I can't remember. But she, we were involved with a, an at-risk group of kids, Colorado Uplift, in fact, and the the elders, and we were where Steve lives, actually, and uh, we were involved in in something, and she didn't have she's ninety six years old, and so I I just asked her, I said, why do you think this is really important? Just assuming that she knew that it was uh, to have the kids come and get to know you all, and and vice versa. And she said, well, not only is it a pleasure, but it's a necessity. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when you get to be 96 and perhaps you've outlived everyone uh, or you don't have any family, and that's perhaps one reason why people don't get visitors or perhaps they're estranged from their, their families, families. Mm-hmm. yeah, or people get busy and don't visit the people that they love, who raised them and reared them, and they're in other states and their schedule doesn't permit it. I was going to stop on my way home, but then I had to go to the grocery store, and poor mom is, you know, not getting visits. And you've given me some stats in the past about um, the number of people who don't get regular visits when they're in, uh, you know, senior care. Sixty percent in nursing homes. It's a national statistic. Sixty percent do not receive personal visitors. At all or rare? At no, all? at all. <gasps> oh, sixty percent. I, I know you've told me that before, but it just it still shocks me. I'm like, that can't be right. And every time you tell me, and it's a national study, I'm like, oh my goodness, that is heartbreaking because mm-hmm. you don't want to believe that many people would be that lonely. All right, what about the impact on the at-risk kids? Anyone ever um, said to you anything about how it's impacted them, or you've seen over time them change? Oh, definitely. And in fact, there is. Um uh, they're sort of flashing before my eyes. But there was um, um, a little boy, because we always think of teenagers, but there was specifically a little boy in the um, fourth grade, wow. and his, um, his, the vice principal actually called us to tell us that um, what, what a remarkable change he has seen. And he said that the teachers behind this kid's back call him, refer to him as Junior Khan because he lives in such a horrific family environment. And it's just, it, it re- he said, it's just horrible what oh. he has to endure. And so he said, I didn't even know, he said, I didn't even know the kid could smile. And so they've been going weekly to the nursing home. The kid is smiling. He has stopped being so um, bullying and so, uh, and so abusive to the teachers. He's developed more respect and it's all we believe because he feels that connection with the elders and he feels respect. I love that. All right, you need volunteers. You want people to attend your event. Uh, it's Music, Magic, and More Thursday, April 2nd. It's going to be at the Marriott Denver Tech Center. And uh, so if you want more information, where should they go if they'd like to get tickets to um, attend the event and help support Bessie Hope or volunteer? Yes, call me, 303 830 9037 or go to bessieshope.org Excellent. Well, you're a real blessing, Linda. I love what you do and I know it's a passion for you. So thank thanks you. for bringing so much love into these hearts of the elders and the at-risk youth. You're, you're, you're wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com. <laughs>